What does an 18-year veteran of the tech industry and a 20-year veteran of the military have in common? More than you might think. Welcome everyone to the, the Second, Second Act podcast. podcast, leveling up your life's journey. Welcome back to the Second Act Podcast with Michael and John. We're thrilled to have another guest speaker on our show today. Hey, Michael. How you doing, man? I am. I'm doing all right, John. You know, I, I actually have traveled over the holidays. Yeah. And I I picked up something. I wasn't feeling 100% yesterday. I'm, I'm on the upswing uh, today. And as I say, the show must go on. Must. Um, so... I'm not a hundred percent. I probably sound a little, a little funny, um, but I'm ready to go. I'm super excited about about today. And uh, well, you, you look good, so that's what matters. Well, thanks for, yeah, for I, those of you that can't see Michael. Um, he looks great, all black again. Uh, super big smile <laughs> on his face. Uh, looks like he just came off the beach. I'm jealous. Yeah, it's uh, I, as they say. I've got a face for radio, but. Um, well, unfortunately, it's, uh, it's, we only do the voiceovers. We don't we don't yeah. show any videos. So. <laughs> exactly. Fortunately for both of us, I guess. <laughs> well, um, man, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Happy late Thanksgiving. Um, yeah. It was phenomenal time. I think I love Thanksgiving because it just really allows you, at least in our house, we sit around the table and talk about the things that we're thankful for this year for 2023. And the people and the community that we have and just, you know, we, we talked about it in our Thanksgiving episode, but just what a way to, to encapsulate the year and talk about all the things that, that we have around us that we can be thankful for. So I think it's really neat perspective, really neat times to have that, at least in our family. So, yeah, we do the same and, uh, it's always good to get together with family and be present and to your point john just be grateful for all the amazing things that have happened and count yeah. yourself as fortunate um for the for the things that that we do have in life yeah so uh, it's a good time to reflect on all that stuff yeah well i'm thankful for you and i'm thankful for this show and i'm thankful for, sure. for our next guest so let's get into it you want Let's to? do it. Yeah. All right. Well, in our last guest episode, we were joined by Sarah Gonzalez. She was a mortgage industry executive who shared her incredible life story of grit and perseverance, as well as some of the things she intends to pursue during her second act in life. And we ended that episode with Sarah's universal advice to just be kind, as you never know what someone else is going through. Man, so true. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, in this episode, we're joined by Christy Omdahl, a sixth-generation Californian who has called Colorado home for nearly 30 years. Christy has had entrepreneurship in her blood since birth, with her dad building many successful businesses over his lifetime. During the earlier part of Christy's professional career, she built and led in-house corporate marketing teams for franchise and multi-unit retail brands such as Core Power Yoga, PostNet, International Franchise Corporation, and Cherry Creek North. 
She's also spent a number of years in the ad agency side, elevating local, national, and global brands such as Beaver Creek Resorts, Coors, Chipotle Mexican Grill, Red Rocks Amphitheater, Procter & Gamble, and more. So, you know, just a couple of, of name brand, household name <laughs> brands there. Dropping some uh, big names. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but after nearly 20 years in the corporate world, she reached her pivotal moment, her second act, and sent out, set out on her own entrepreneurial journey and started a professional organizing company called Co. K. O. Luxury Organizing. Their goal is to help residences and businesses build organized spaces that are functional, easy to maintain, and beautiful for a more peaceful and happy life. Sounds like something everybody should have in their life. Um, outside of work, Christy loves spending time whining and dining and traveling with her family, which includes her amazing husband of 15 years, uh, but have been together for 20 uh, and two fur babies. Um, Christy's big on morning routines, something that we've talked about on our show is important part of uh, your your first or you know 10th act. Um, and she's excited to tell us about her second act journey along with a story about a moth, uh, <laughs> a mounting collection of trucker hats, and what it's like to be a Leo trapped in a Virgo's body, something <laughs> I, I am interested to learn about more. Um, I've known Christy for a long time, uh, and not only is she an impressive businesswoman, but also an amazing individual that I can call a close friend. And this is Christy's first podcast appearance, so we'll do our best to set the bar high, because I'm sure she'll have many appearances uh, during her second act. So, oh, yeah. hi, Christy. Hi, guys. Thanks for having hi, me. Hi, Christy. Thanks for the intro. So, so yeah. nice. Welcome. Thanks. Did I get it all right? You did. Yeah. Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> have to listen to, to someone tell the story. <laughs> Can I ask the first question, Christy? Yes. All right. Six years or six, six generation Californian and you decide to break it and come to Colorado. <laughs> well, what was in that decision? You know, I, I really had no part in the decision. I was 15, <laughs> 15 okay. when I moved to Colorado and my parents had been in California their whole lives. And, uh, you know, we were surrounded by a lot of crime populated areas and my parents were just ready for a change. And my dad could work from anywhere sure. as long as he was near a major international hub and Colorado, we went and we never looked back. That's awesome. So I take it your dad's is is he in um, the airline industry? No, he just had a business oh. that required okay. him to travel quite a bit and okay. yeah, offices around around the world. So, but you're here and you're in Colorado and you're not looking yes. back. Yes, not oh. looking back. We've never looked back. You know, <laughs> we visit California when when we need to, but we we love Colorado. It's a great place to call home. Awesome. I will never say the native word though. I'm not a native. <laughs> no. I feel I feel I feel like a native though. It's deep in my soul. You got the Colorado vibe. I can see it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Relaxed. Yep. Happy. <laughs> energetic. Well, yeah. Oh, thank you. You know, someone once described the the people of Colorado as being very friendly. <laughs> like that's their perception whenever they traveled from out of state to Colorado 
he said they're just a friendly bunch of folks out here, which I never really thought about, but <clears throat> I would have to agree that it's got a really amazing vibe um, from a people perspective. And it seems like who you are at home is who you are at work. No one's trying to, you know, fake it in any way. I don't know. It's just that's one of the things I, I happen to like about it as well. Yeah, actually, I, re I have a very vivid memory of driving around with our realtor when we were looking at houses when we were moving here. And we were, you know, in the backseat of her car just driving around and people were waving and we were like, are, are they waving at us? Like, what? Like people just say hi to you at the grocery store and wave to you yeah. when you drive by? I don't get it. Um, but that is, it is Colorado. It was not yeah, very It's definitely not anything that happens on the East Coast. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no. I hold doors for people going into stores on the East Coast and they people look at me like I'm, I don't know, like crazy. They wait for me to close the door before they open it and go back <laughs> through. So, it's so true. <laughs> uh, so as as a sixth generation Californian, now you know a Coloradan, uh, I guess according to to what your soul tells you, um, uh, let's start. What are some of the most impactful things in in that journey from California to Colorado? Some of your childhood memories. That make you who you are today. You know, I love this question, and and it it really made me think. I you know when you sent me the the, the list of questions, I I really paused on this one for a while and kind of thought about my childhood and you know what what are the things that have made me who I am today. And I think it really boils down to to three things that stand out in my mind. And the first one is that. My, um, you know, my dad, as you mentioned, was a successful entrepreneur at a very young age, and I was very lucky to grow up in in, a, in an affluent um, home with opportunity. But my parents didn't come from a lot, and so they made it so incredibly clear to my brother and I that you have to work hard for success and. Um, you know, we always had chores around the house and we had to, you know, do our part in our home. And, and, you know, if we wanted allowance, we had to work for it and we had to get good grades and C's were frowned upon. I mean, gosh, if we came yeah. home with a C, it was like the end of the world. So, um, you know, because of my dad's business, we were constantly exposed to adults and people that were successful and, um, yeah, I think my parents were just always trying to upskill us. And one of the things that immediately popped into my head when I was thinking about this interview was um, my parents sent us to etiquette school, which is absolutely hilarious yep. to think about. But shout out to Mrs. Graber. But, um, you know, it's so symbolic of my <laughs> childhood. I just like die thinking about it. But, you know, I think they just wanted us to really maximize our potential and um, yeah. work hard to succeed. And um you know, because of that, I, I've always been very disciplined and um, just have worked hard in, in every aspect of my life. Um, my parents were also insanely strict. You can, Molly can attest to this, Michael's uh, wife, who I've known for a very long time, but um, my parents had insanely high expectations of, of us and there were rules and they held us accountable. Gosh, the amount of times I heard them say, you know, there's consequences for your actions and You'll pay the price. You'll pay the price. Man, I heard that so many times growing up. 
Um, so I just was very aware of my my actions and, and outcome that my actions would have. And I just never wanted to disappoint my parents and, and now as an adult myself. Um, so that was big. And then um, my the third and, and last thing is that my mom is insanely organized, just She's... out of control organized and I um, didn't know that okay. uh she was she is so organized it's it's just nuts and so our home growing up was always organized everything had a place we always you know had to put away our toys and there was never any clutter and it probably sounds insane like an insane place to live but um you know she taught us you know how to purge and we didn't hang on to things and she was just very planful about everything. I remember her planning our trips and our school activities and everything was just buttoned up. We were always on time. And I think that had a profound effect on me as an adult and my adult life and and obviously my my second act. Yeah, it's a couple of things sort of came together there. Your dad's entrepreneurial genes. Mm-hmm. And I think he also has some marketing expertise as well as your mom's organizational skills. Those morphed into who Christy is in her second act and has helped you establish this uh, successful business that you've started. That's very cool. The crazy part is I, growing up, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. You know, my dad was, you know, he, he was, I, that's all I knew is entrepreneurship. And I never, yeah. never crossed my mind. It was terrifying. It was just something I never had a desire to be, never thought I would be in here I am. I guess when it's in your blood, you have to face it at some point. <laughs> you do, yeah. Christy, let me um, let me stop Rick real quick. There's so many things in your story that resonate with me personally. Um, you know, I think the discipline in the house and how that made you who you are. My my parents were actually late for everything, so I had to go <laughs> 180 out and be on time for everything. But you're you know you going in in through marketing. And then now going into your next act, which is the system systemizing and organization business that you're in, man, it, that really resonates. I was a marketing major, um, in college and had no idea where I was going to go with that and thought about, you know, advertising and, and trying to go that route. But then I ended up joining the Marine Corps, which I think ties into your organization route because the Marine Corps really taught me about systemizing and organization and structure and about, you know, the balance and man, I, I was telling you and, and Michael before the show started, if my timer didn't go off on my computer that I was going to be late for this podcast, I would have probably still have been looking at the pictures on your website, which is, um, <laughs> KO luxury organizing, right? KO. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. I was just, I was sitting there every picture, picture after picture after picture, looking at all the things that you have done and enamored by the, the color, the color organization <laughs> and the, everything that you've been doing. And so it just really is impressive to see you transition from one chapter in marketing and doing this so successfully. And I think you started in 2020, right? Heart of, heart of COVID. Um, man, and you're, just, you're, you're thriving. Why not? Um, so congratulations on the business. Well, um, thank you. And congratulations on the pivot. Uh, it seems like 
it was a great fit for you based on what I'm seeing you you Thank actually you. doing. So Thank you. I I love it. It's scary to make that leap, but it uh it's worked out so far. Yeah. So can you can you talk about that? Um I think I, I listened to a little bit of your story earlier, but you know, you were laying in bed and, and you told your husband, I think I'm supposed to be an organizer. You know, talk yeah. can you talk us through that process? Yeah, I mean, oh man. So I um you know, I spent 20 years in the corporate world and um I always felt a little bit lost. And when mm-hmm. I say lost, I mean that it just never felt right. Like I never felt like I was doing what I was meant to be doing. Even though I had a great career, a successful career, moved my way up, worked on great brands, worked with amazing people. Um just something always felt off. And I I spent a large majority of those 20 years kind of trying to figure out what should I really be doing? And there was one point where I, I was like, oh, I'm going to be an interior designer. And I applied for the Art Institute and got in and almost went. And then I was like, eh, I don't want to go a couple hundred thousand dollars in debt. So oh. scrap that. Scrap that idea. Went back to marketing yeah. or continued in marketing, I should say. I explored new t- becoming a nutritionist. I mean... There are all these things. And um, the the last company that I was at in my corporate life um, was an international franchise company. And I had a ton of opportunity at, at that organization. It, I, you know, I worked, worked my way up from marketing manager to VP at the executive level, sat on the leadership team and turned that marketing team around. And you know, it was a great ride. And during that time, our, our company was acquired by another company and they actually acquired two companies and so there's a lot of transition happening and the um, founder of our company was about to retire from his CEO CEO role and so they were looking for someone to um, take his place and kind of oversee you know our brand under our our parent company and so they were looking for a COO and they tapped three of us internally to apply for that position and I was one of them which was a huge honor and a crazy journey um I didn't end up getting the position which I was super disappointed about at the time but it really made me think even more about this this you know struggle I was having internally about like you know who am I like where what do I do for the next 20 years do I keep doing marketing for 20 more years you know (laughs) And, you know, if someone's going to ask me to run a company, do I want to run someone else's company or do I want to run my own? And yep, yep. so it just caused a, a lot of internal dialogue. And, you know, looking back, I'm I'm so grateful for the experience. It wasn't fun to go through at the time, but um, I had an executive coach at the time and she was tremendous in helping me sort of think through all these things that were happening and rattling around in my brain. And so... um. You know, after some time, and actually the the company, when I didn't get the COO role, they were like, do you want to head up our, our sales department and take, you know, uh, you know, do something new, do something fresh? And I was like, sales? I've never done sales in my entire life. But sure, why not? It's something new. I'll give it a shot. So I did that for almost a year and, you know, still kind of trying to figure figure things out and, um. One Sunday morning, January of 2020, I woke up 
insanely early on a Sunday for some reason and I just couldn't sleep and my husband James was passed out cold and I just flipped on the TV and I don't know what it was. I don't know if I saw something on TV or what, but suddenly I had this light bulb moment and this internal dialogue that was just like, oh my gosh, I'm incredibly organized. People pay people for this. This is a skill. I should start yeah. a business. I have 20 years of business experience. Oh my gosh. So I, you know, James rolled over, woke up and I was like, I think I should be an organizer. I think I should start an organizing business. And he's just, what? Are you insane? <laughs> and so, but I like, it felt so right in that moment. And I um, just started thinking about it. And I started telling friends and family, you know, hey, I love organizing. Would you be interested in letting me help you organize your house and just kind of like see if I actually liked it and if it was a, you know, legit thing I could do. And, um, you know, the pandemic hit. And so Shush. I um by that summer, by July, I had um, photos from friends and family of projects that I had done. And so I started an Instagram account, just like a little passion project, start sharing these little organizational tips and tricks and um, by the end of July, someone reached out to me and was like, hey, like, is this a thing? Can I can I pay you to come organize my house? <laughs> and um, uh, three weeks later, my position was eliminated at my job, along with the whole executive wow. team on our side. And um, they took incredible care of me. And I'm so grateful for that. And five days later, I turned 40 and I was like, you know what? It's it's now or never. I have this runway. I'm going to you know, talk to James. I'm going to give myself a year and just see if I can make something of this. And, you know, let, let's do this. And I can always come back to my corporate life if this doesn't work out. And um, I haven't looked back. Wow. That's awesome. That was kind of a long story, but you sort of no, the back, the backstory there. Well, I, I love it. I, the story is amazing. One, your light bulb moment. Um, yep. Laying in bed and thinking, wait, I've got these things kind of you strung together some some sequences of things that you're good at and some things that you have accomplished and some passions. And you said, hey, this is what I'm going to do. And so that that to me is is what this show is all about. You know, we are trying to encourage people that went through or that are, are going through uh, what you went through. And, you know, leaving one thing after 20 years or 30 years, whatever it is, and now trying to start something else. And, and they just spending that little bit of time, what we call a second act pause or the you know, second act pause, we is taking that little bit of time to figure out what they are called to do next. And it doesn't have to be another 20 year career. You know, you did, you know, a long stint in advertising. Michael did a long stint in um, tech. I did a long stint in the military, but then the second, the next thing doesn't have to be another 20 years. It can be something mm -hmm. yes. you know, very short. It can be something that's a side project. Um, I'm interested to hear about your first year and what that, you know, you, you said you were going to give yourself a year and can you kind of talk through some of the maybe doubts or imposter syndrome or, or things that oh, maybe you encountered in that first year? Oh Yeah. It's a roller coaster. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy. People that start businesses are crazy. Um, you have to be, I think. You have to have a little bit of crazy in you. Have to be to a little start crazy. Something. Yeah. 
for the record, Michael's the crazy one in this relationship. <laughs> Which, I don't but know. John keeps John keeps me grounded. I, my risks are calculated. Let, don't get me wrong; they're calculated risks, but. <laughs> Uh, I, I do have a decent risk tolerance, which I think you have to have yeah. Yeah. if you're going to you know, pursue a second act. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, I'm very um, planful and, you know, I James likes to, to tell me that I like build and build and build my little army and then I and I'm, I'm like so buttoned up about it and then I just go out and like I go for the win. You know, I'm I'm not very impulsive, but I. I do crazy things with like a lot of planning <laughs> associated. Um, yeah, the first year was, you know, you don't make a lot of money. Um, so there's that. But it's baby steps, right? It's one thing at a time. I, yeah. um, you know, I'm a list maker. So I yeah. I learned a lot in my um, franchise life. I, I The company I was at prior to this was a franchise company. And so I learned how to start small businesses. I learned a lot of the ins and outs of what it takes to to open and run a business. So I kind of like reflected back on that and made my little checklist of like, okay, these are all the things I need to do to start a business. And I just one at a time went through each one and just kind of took it slow and um, didn't have a ton of expectations for myself other than just like putting one foot in front of the other and being happy and having fun along the way. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of ups and downs. You hear a lot of no. And that's hard. And, you know, I'm I'm innately a, a perfectionist and I hate to fail. And it's been a struggle for me my whole life. And I think entrepreneurship has really taught me to let go of that because you you fail every day, all day. And especially in that first year where you're wearing 10,000 hats and you know, suddenly yep. a marketer is supposed to be a, an accounting person and like a yeah. operations <laughs> person and like I'm actually supposed to organize too. And so, yeah, you know, uh, it's a lot of ups and downs, but it was also really exciting and exhilarating. Yep. And there's this new path that felt so right. And so that's what keeps you going. You know, you just, you ride that on the yep. worst days. A couple yeah. of things, Chris, you mentioned um, that are that are kind of interesting to me in this story that we've been telling on this podcast. All the things that you did in corporate life, uh, in climbing the ranks, spending time in operations and marketing, and then in sales for a period of time, if you connect those dots, they led you right to oh, this yeah. point to sell yourself and your business and what you're doing, the value that you bring to your, your clients. Um, so it's kind of amazing to me. And then you also mentioned having an executive coach along the way that also played sort of an instrumental part from your growth path, um, as sort of an objective third party. Like you're, you're probably always going to get support even from your, your strict parents, you know, to encourage you and help you and your friends as well. Um, but that, that coach can give you from time to time, some of that that harder medicine to take to help you level up your game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, you can't know these things as you're going, getting 1% better every day. You can only know the impact of these looking backwards. Yeah. And yeah. seeing how all these dots connect to make you who you are today. It's really fascinating to me how all that works. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I think 
everything happens for a reason in, in the right time and place. And I really believe that, you know, I, I wasn't ready to st be an entrepreneur out of college. It, it It's only because I spent 20 years in the business world and gained all these skills and experiences and confidence and um, that gave me the courage uh, to do this now in my life. There's no way I would have done this 20 years ago. And I'm very grateful yep. for my corporate life. I, I learned so much and, you know, I, I think it's made it easier for me to be an entrepreneur and, and yeah, you know, having an executive coach, having a, having my husband is a great, you know, great partner, these people, friends, family that, you know, I, I surround myself with to give me that feedback and be honest and be the shoulder to cry on when I'm having the worst day. Um, yeah, it's, it's all so important. Yeah. Chrissy, I, I would like to um, ask you, you know, I, I've done a little bit of coaching and am try and still coaching, but talk to us about your coaching experience and what that individual helped expose or maybe challenge within you that you weren't seeing yourself? Oh, man, that's a good question. I Coaches are a bit like a therapist. <laughs> and, you know, um, it's not what they say, it's what they ask. Mm -hmm. And I think coaches ask really good questions and <laughs> they make you think um, deeply about what's happening truthfully what's happening in your life or the situation at hand and I think that's what my coach did for me I think she helped me expose things to myself um in a way that was really natural and comfortable and um you know especially being a perfectionist and someone that struggles with failure um you know she just she, she just kind of helped me work through that in a, in just a really kind of easy way and I 100% believe and coaches and therapists and anyone that can help you be a better person and give that outside perspective. In fact, I'm um, yep. I'm working on hiring a, a coach right now to help me in this phase of my my life. And um, I, I can't wait. You, you have to have that sounding board, you know? Yes. You need to yep. have someone that's like separate from, from your life to um, help illuminate things that really no one else can see and usually you, you can't see yourself or you're not ready to admit and for me that's huge that's good should we transition into into a little bit more about your second act now helping residences and businesses now um, you just shared a really cool project uh, across your social channels um, that you can tell us about but uh helping them get organized for that peaceful and happy life you're trying to create for them. Tell us, tell us a little bit more about your business now and, and any cool projects that uh, are worth mentioning. Yeah. So, oh my gosh. I, so Kale Luxury Organizing is my business. I'm a professional organizer and I do mostly residential, but I've been doing more commercial projects lately. Um, but what, what this means is that I spend a lot of time with people helping them get organized. So it could be a kitchen, it could be a pantry. Um, you know, the, the project that Michael is referring to, I helped a balloon company organize their 3000 square foot commercial space. And, you know, it, it was a blast. It was part design and it was part organization, just making their space look colorful and bright and all their supplies were just perfectly organized. So everything had a place. I mean, that thousands and thousands of supplies. And so 
what I do is help people build systems so that they can be more effective in their day-to-day life. You know, they know where things are. They have a place to put things away. It helps them manage inventory or supplies in your home. Um, And what I hear a lot from my clients is, I don't know how to create the system, but once the system is there, I can follow it and my family can follow it. And that's that's what I love doing. I love creating that system and I love seeing people feel happier and lighter and more productive and more effective or efficient because they have a good yeah. organizing system in place. Um, yeah. So that's basically what I do. That's, uh, and you touch on something really important there. I, I, it's hard to pursue something from an entrepreneurial perspective if you're not having fun and if you're not passionate about it. I, I don't even know yeah. how it would be possible to do. Uh, you'd run out of steam at some point and it'd be, where are you going to find the motivation if you don't enjoy doing it? Yeah. I think back to my corporate life and back then work felt like work. You know, I worked 10 to 12 hour days, six days a week, most of the time. And it was a grind. And I think I did it because I wanted to succeed and prove myself and, you know, have success in all the things. Now I have a lot more balance, but when I do work long hours, it's purely out of passion. And I and it's because I love I love it, and it do- it doesn't yeah. feel like work. And to me, that's a sign that I'm finally doing yep. what I'm meant to be doing. And there's two things, Christy. I think you're you're giving people that are maybe left out in some ways to some of the things we've talked about so far. You're giving people peace of mind in what they're doing. Um, and when someone's organized and they know where things are, they're they're naturally more efficient right so you're Uh actually giving people time back Uh in their life Uh on things that they ordinarily would have to spend time on that to them may be low value in some perspective maybe they want to spend more time with family or doing stuff outside you know participating in their hobbies and their ability now to let go of having to manage all that stuff that maybe they're not that great at um, in the first place and hiring an expert like yourself to come in and consult and make their life a little bit better from that perspective, I think is, um, I don't think people give it a, an, as much appreciation of thought as they should. So, yeah. I, yeah, I don't think people realize the effects of being organized until they are. And yeah. I think people save time and they also save money. And, you know, with a lot yeah. of yeah. clients organizing pantries or even this this commercial project that we were just talking about when when everything has a place it, it really helps you avoid overbuying you know oh, yeah. you can see what you have you know you you know when you're out of batteries because there's a spot for batteries you know uh, <laughs> of course there is exactly um but truly and and especially for businesses you know to know what your inventory is and to have a very clear system it, it really does help you save money because you're not over buying on things you don't need because you already have you know you have them you can see it um yeah so it can it can have a huge effect on a a lot of areas of your life yeah i mean trying to sort of translate that into your military experience john it i don't know if one branch is more organized than another branch in the military is there any branch that prides themselves on on being you know the most (laughs) optimal optimized for efficiency and organization and Neatness. Well, I I'm going to show my bias, but of course <laughs> the Marine Corps. Um, you know, I think we pride ourselves in doing a lot with little. 
right? We're the smallest branch. We've got the smallest budget, fewest <laughs> amount of Marines, but we do a lot, you know, and we're stretched pretty thin. And I think that's an innate pride that's in us as yeah. Marines, you know, being able to have that organizational structure that does support being slim and mean and, you know, having some resilience built into it. So nice. I, I mean, could you Put imagine the, the military if it was unorganized? Oh, well, like there are times where it, we are unorganized <laughs> and it doesn't go well for us. Um, but for the most part, the military is very structured, very yeah. organized. Well, and that's very still systematized. Was, they're, they're still working on passing an audit, but um, yeah. yeah, they talk well, about organization. That's what I was saying, Christy. When when you talk about organization and systemization, and I look at your website, I look at those pictures. I mean, that's what I've been doing for 20 years, just in a different form, in a different way. 100%, um, yeah. And man, it's it's liberating to see something that you've captured in a photo like that and people's lot, knowing how that affects people's lives and time and money yeah. and energy. Um, I know how freeing that can be. I'm a list person too. And I see, when I see the list of my day, I am very on point and structured and organized and I'm going from task to task to task mm -hmm. for days that I don't do that and don't have that list, you know, three hours can pass and I'm like, man, where is the day going and what have I done? Yeah. And, you know, it's, yeah. so I know what you're doing for people and that's, it's pretty amazing. So. Well, well thank you. And thank you for your service in the military. Oh, yeah. We're, we're very you. grateful thank for you. people like you. So I'm going to shift for a second aside from business. Um, and you shared something in your bio um, that I'm probably not familiar with. Um, it's a moth. Okay. And <laughs> you tie, or maybe there's a tie in to your second act, maybe some grit and perseverance. Can you <laughs> share for our listeners this story? It's oh. terrifying. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of tie-in to my second act, except okay. that I survived and I'm here to tell the story. Nope. Um, the the yep. short story is that a moth, a legit moth, flew in my ear when we were camping in the middle of the nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the night, and I had to live with it in my ear for 12 hours before I oh. could have it removed in the ER and actually urgent care. It, I was removed at urgent care, and um, you know. Uh, Moths are really loud when they fly in your ear because they're flapping around. And I mean, this is the stuff that can make you lose your mind. Uh, yeah. My family killed it with oil. So basically drowned it in my ear so it would stop fluttering around and making me insane. And then I slept with it in my ear overnight until it was daylight and we were sober and we could drive to an urgent care. Um, and I, guess, I mean, I guess the tie-in to, to my second act is that there's a lot of things in our life that are out of our control. Yes. And um That's good. You know, you've gotta just roll with it. I think in the with the moth situation, I um, you know, figured out how and the people around me helped figure out how to get myself to a point where I could handle a moth in my ear for twelve hours killing it. Yeah. Um and then <laughs> and then um, you know kind of just being calm and breathing through it and getting to the other side. And, you know, that's what entrepreneurship is all about. And I think life in general, like there's just so much out of our control and, and it's all about how you handle the situation. And 
Sometimes yeah. we handle situations great and sometimes we don't. <laughs> and I think in the case of the moth, um, considering what happened, I think I handled it pretty well. Yeah. Uh, and thank Man. goodness for the, the Xanax that someone had in their backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It kept you calm. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank goodness for that little little tiny white yeah. pill. <laughs> I, Christy, I used it. I was back at home, and, and I got to speak at my alma mater um, oh, before Thanksgiving. But I used a quote in, in my speech. And I don't know who, I don't, you know, I don't know who made it, but it's that life is 10% what happens to you 90% how you react 100%. and i think in this in this exact story that you're sharing it's man it it was a small issue you know comparatively to everything else yeah. but how you reacted i mean it could have had huge consequences huge you know ramifications but you handled it in a way that was fairly calm fairly um you know, you were able to react appropriately and that makes all the difference. And I think I'm hearing that narrative and that same line through kind of the story that you're sharing about your, you know, career in advertising and your transition into organization and this story. So, um, I don't yeah. know where I was going with that, but it, but it, I think you are, um, signifying that importance of how you react to things in life. Yeah. And I mean, let's be real. There were tears. And there <laughs> there, there have been a lot of tears in my 20-year journey. But, you know, I try I try my hardest, you know, when I can to try to keep that top of mind. Just, you know, yeah. How do you how do you react and how do you just move forward and persevere? And I I try to be super optimistic about everything and sometimes to a fault, but it's all you can do, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a really great Denzel Washington film, and I can't think of the name of it for, to save my life right now. But one of the lines in the movie is "smiles and cries," <laughs> which um, really sums up the uh, the entrepreneurial journey. But I think in your case, and and probably many others, Christy, that it's not just in the journey of the second act, but through your lifetime and what we're what we're learning, you know, from folks who just the conversation between John and me, but then also folks who are coming on as guests are are sharing their their real selves and the things that they've gone through that have made them who they are today. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, who knew a moth could make someone more <laughs> resilient uh, and just go with the flow and people, your, your support network stepping up and <laughs> first eliminating the, the moth's life and then helping you remove the moth. But is there any relationship to that in the trucker hats, which we said we were going to touch on, or is that just part of the Christie persona? Oh man. I, I wish there was a tie to the moth or, um, my, my entrepreneurial journey, but, um, I think it's just a persona thing, I guess. I, you know, really what it comes down to is I love hats and I'm a fair-skinned redhead and I have to wear them outside. And unfortunately, <laughs> I have a giant dome and trucker hats are the only <laughs> ones that fit. <laughs> and so it's kind of become a thing. I get one or three everywhere I go. And 
it's become quite the collection. And as an organized person, I'm somewhat minimalistic. I, I don't collect things. And so, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it, this is like a thing. And, you know, why we're on the topic of collecting things, Michael, I think you should share with the audience a little bit about your Santa collection. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. So when I was a kid growing up in Miami, Florida, I was like six or seven years old. And I, in Miami, Florida, I actually had a working wood burning fireplace in my, my first, it was this little house um, that was built, I don't know, in the fifties or something, but it had a wood burning fireplace. And I was obsessed about lighting the fireplace during the winter in Miami. And in some days it was too warm and my mom would get really upset that I was lighting this fire because it would get so hot in the house. But I wanted to decorate the fireplace with some like little Santas on it. So I like six or seven, we were at a store, put, picked up a couple little Santas and they wound up on the, the mantle during, during Christmas time. And then people started to give them to me as gifts over the years. And so oh, over time, I've amassed like this crazy collection of Santas <laughs> like, that crazy collection. that come out in, in during Christmas time, and where I live now has a good way to display them, also around the fireplace uh, and on the mantle. So yeah, it, it there's something so jolly about them. Like you look at them, <laughs> it just like it kind of puts a smile on your face. And my son loves them. He. <laughs> He's always excited to help put them out each year. So it's a great bonding experience with my son as well to to go through that. And I've let him know, you know, at some point these will be yours. You can put them in your house and all that kind of good stuff. You guys, so, yes. there's like hundreds of Santas. <laughs> I don't, and how like, did I not know about this, Like Michael? every kind of Santa <laughs> you have ever seen. James and I have yeah. contributed to this collection. Wow. Yes, yes. Yep. That's going to be an episode in itself as you just talking about this collection. Michael, but. you need to show a photo sometime. I mean, I it's will, legit. I will show a photo. Yeah, it's yeah. legit. Well, Christy, <laughs> I want to let you know, I, we, we probably have to talk offline because um, I share your affinity for trucker hats um, oh. only because, well, I was, I've been in the military for 20 years. I've had short hair and it's always been neat and proper. And the day I got out of the Marine Corps, I said, I'm going to grow my hair out. And then I realized I have no, I don't know what to do with it. So I'm just going to wear a hat <laughs> everywhere. And so I think in every, in every episode that we've recorded and every photo I'm in, it, it's a trucker hat. So um, yes. we're going to have to, we're going to probably have to share some of our favorites. Um, I should probably have, have to give you one or two. Favorites. You should have. We've actually got a second plug. act. We've got a second act trucker hat that we you need do? to give you yes yes oh so. my gosh, you go to you our do. website yes oh michael It'll go to our right. website you just <laughs> take one over to her yes we we can exchange the microphone for the hat yes you, i will bring you a hat i feel so official yeah. i know <laughs> yeah and that was the the reference to the website john was for for the audience members to if they also uh. have a affinity for trucker hats they can pick one up on our website of of course yes. christy will will get one yes it might be part of uh our our christmas gift exchange of some kind oh uh, i cannot wait and and we'll probably be giving away a few of our trucker hats at our december 14th event to support higher so heroes so. that's gonna be a yes. great event yeah, well we're super but, excited about partnering with with higher heroes on that um and that a lot of folks are indicating they're going to be coming. So 
Um, we're trying to Good. raise as much money for that organization yeah. as possible. I mean, it's so great. Um, okay, Let, we're we're rounding out the end of this this podcast episode. And the the audience has built up some unique insights into who Christy is. Let's finish <laughs> off with your astro astrological analysis of being a Leo in a Virgo's body. Help help us oh. understand that dimension. <laughs> oh gosh! So I was born August eighteenth. I definitely have a, a Leo in me. Um, but Virgo starts on August twenty third, which is um, the first day of Virgo, and actually my husband's birthday. And I just have to say, I know nothing about astrology. I truly don't. But James and I always talk about how, he, you know, he's always like, you're you're so much more of a Virgo than a Leo. And I think it is because I'm really organized. Virgos are very planful, very detail-oriented, okay. um, you know, very organized and intentional. And, um, you know, I... I I, I'm just that way and I'm I'm not, you know, very impulsive and Leos tend to be I, I wish I had more of that, but I, I don't. And um, you know, I like to intensely plan. Um, you know, like I said before, get all my ducks in a row and then throw it down. And that's always been my strategy. And James James is always like, You're a little general to yourself. Like <laughs> I just have fierce internal conversations with myself at all times and I'm I'm just super aware and, and very focused and critical of my actions thanks mom and dad and uh don't let any distraction in and I think that is a little bit more Virgo than than Leo so it's my own wow. analysis take it with a grain nice. of salt it's good that's good I, I get to do some reflection on my own astrology I don't know what I, what am I I'm an Aquarius I think what are you John do you know um, Scorpio? Question mark. Okay. I, I I think I am. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I honestly well, only know that because people have told me. I don't. I'm not yeah. one to like read my horoscope. No, I don't. That's it's too much information for me. I think. Yeah, yeah, it's too. It's too like a little too out there for me. We we used to have a saying in the Marine Corps. We talked about penguins on an iceberg, right? And then what, what happens when you have too many penguins on that iceberg? They start falling off, right? Oh. So that's me and information. Uh, that's the uh, totally. the astrology part is a fat penguin that just never made it onto that iceberg. That's a good way to put it. I'm with you yeah. there. Too much information. <laughs> I can't handle well, it. In the last question, are there any things, any final thoughts or advice you would pass on to our audience before we wrap things up? Think about people listening to this show are either in their second act or about to start their second act, about to transition from something into something else, what would you say to those people? Um, so I, two things. One, I think the first thing is, and you know, this, this is just kind of from my own personal experience. I know not everybody is like this and God bless you, but I, you know, I struggle with perfectionism and failure and you know, if you're going to do this entrepreneurial thing, it is a journey of imperfection. And I wish I would have spent less time focused on that. You know, you kind of just yeah. have to put yourself out there and do it and um, learn. And I'm getting better and better at that every day. Um, success does not come without failure, period. End yeah. of story. It's true. And so I think you know, moving into an entrepreneurial journey, you just have to get real comfortable with that and and yeah. be okay with it and laugh it off or whatever. 
and um, and learn from it. So I, I think that that's a big one. And yeah. believe in yourself. And I know it's cliche, but truly, like I'm I'm so optimistic about what I can accomplish, and sometimes unrealistically optimistic. But I don't care. I do not care. I put it all out there into the universe, focus on it, and tell myself it will happen and do and then I just do everything I can to make it happen. And I think um, you know, if you want to start a business, you you've just got to believe in yourself. Yeah. It's good. You what you just saying talking about failure. Michael and I are big uh Michael Jordan fans and he had a quote. He said, I, I can accept failure. Everyone fails at something but I cannot accept not trying again. And I think that sums up what you were just uh, mentioning. So thanks Uh, for bringing that up. I'm with you guys. The last dance. Oh, good, So good. So good. Uh, We might have a trio here, (laughs) Michael. We got, (laughs) we have to have Christy on our show again. So, Oh, I'm, I'm all up. I love all the sports documentaries and so good. Quotes and I love watching that stuff. It's so inspiring. I agree. Good advice. Good parting advice for the audience, Christy. And I can personally attest to your magic touch when it comes to organization. So if anybody is thinking about how to optimize their life through organization, um, or if you have a business that could that could um, be well served through better organization and management, Christy's your gal. Uh, she really does have um, expertise in this area. So uh, if people want to find you and your organizational expertise, what's the best way for them to do that, Christy? Uh, well, thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. It was fun to organize for you guys. Um, <laughs> they they were one of my first guinea pigs back, back when I was starting out. So I, I really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, my business is KO Luxury Organizing. You can find my website at heyoluxury.com and you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest at KO Luxury Organizing. And that's really it. That's all you need to know, I think. Awesome. Sounds good to well, me. Well, thanks for having me. It's been fun chatting yeah. with you guys. It was such a fun discussion today, uh, ranging from business to astrology, um, <laughs> And highlighting really the significance of how our life's experiences shape who we are and how we end up in our second acts. So, Christy, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with us today. Uh, I know our audience is going to be entertained with this episode. And we'll be sure to include links to your information in the episode details. Um, And we look forward to reconnecting with uh, the audience again next week. Yeah, I'm gonna Thanks, go. Guys. I'm gonna go jump on your website and geek out to some more of those pictures. So. Oh, good. <laughs> Thanks, and I can't wait thank to compare you. trucker hats. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Christy, thank you so much for being on the show. We we immensely appreciate it, and um, I really enjoyed talking to you as well. So thank you for your time. Thanks, guys. It was great to chat with you. I really yeah. enjoyed it too. All right. Till Bye, next Michael. Time. Good job, brother. You too. We'll see you later. The second act with Michael and John stars Michael Newborn and John Ballinger. The podcast is produced by Seltzer Kings. For more information on the show, check out michaelandjohn.com. Or if you'd like to get involved in the conversation, give the guys a shout on their socials at The Second Act with Michael and John on most platforms. Thanks for listening. Who gets it?